0: Welcome back to Miss D's Lunacy. Thank you for listening. I have an actually a very funny story about exercise. Now, of course, everybody has a story about exercise. It hurts. They don't like it. They don't do it. Whatever. And frankly, I've got about the most hysterical story about exercise that I've ever done in my entire life. And I actually do exercise. So, I go to somewhere very, very special called Canyon Ranch in Arizona, and I do this once a year, and it is really a very pleasure for me to be there. It's absolutely magnificent. It's beautiful. It's very complicated. (laughs) There's all sorts of exercises that you can do, and sometimes I go by myself, which is great because I get to do what I want when I want. And then if I don't want to do any exercise, I really don't. But this year, I went with a really dear friend of mine who was dying to come, and I said, come on, let's go. So we do 10 days at a clip. And I always do it after my birthday. It's a gift to myself. Wonderful place. Actually, magnificent. So. We off, in Palm Beach, we decide that we're just off and running, and we get on the plane, and of course, I just did an entire plane story, and the plane's not going anywhere, and we're looking at each other going, you're kidding, right? And for two and a half hours, the plane's not going anywhere, and I'm looking at her going, this is kidding. I mean, we're like doing something really good for ourselves, and we're not going anywhere, and of course, we're missing the first connection in Dallas, we're missing the second connection in Dallas, we're missing the third, and of course, this has nothing to do with that, and there was a electrical storm in Palm Beach, and every airplane was grounded and I'm thinking you gotta be kidding we're trying to do something really good for ourselves and we can't get to do what we're doing I thought you're kidding so hours later I mean it took us we could have gone to Shanghai put it this way 12 hours later we get to where we're going in the meantime we finally get to Dallas and we're like running around with our heads cut up going okay where's the next connection but of course there's a time change and they're like well your next plane leaves at 6 30. we're like oh we can handle this course we hadn't eaten anything so we're like running around washing our hands going to a little restaurant getting food to go and everything else and having a drink because we're like Jesus Christ I mean it was taking us six hours to get to where we were going and so all of a sudden we look at the watch and the time has changed and we're completely confused and oh my god we got maybe we're wrong we run to the gate and they're like the plane left five minutes ago and we're like no what do you mean the plane left well you were five minutes late and we're like what it's 6 30 and we said well when's the next plane they said 10 o'clock well we thought i've never had to go exercise so hard in my life but I mean, here we are spending three hours in dallas going okay what are we gonna do with ourselves well i don't know we certainly didn't do push-ups i can tell you that much so finally we get at 12 30 in tucson arizona we left at 11 o'clock in the morning the other side the east coast so we're completely blah what are we doing then this poor car we kept calling them saying well we're coming later we're coming later we're coming later." so we finally find the driver and of course the luggage had never arrived on the first plane anyway so what difference did it make and we arrive and in the car we're getting these pamphlets of you know what you're doing every day of course so we're browsing like mad women going okay we'll take the 6 30 class and the 7 30 class and the 8 30 class freaking crazy oh <laughs> we're gonna be doing eight hours of exercise we just we have even gotten here yet and we're checking off this class in this class and so we spent 45 minutes sort of getting our entire schedule in the next day because we were really we're like the renegades so we arrive at 12 30 at night and of course there's nobody there but one sole person and we are very proud of ourselves that we've actually made it and we look at the lady we go we're the renegades and they're like she's like well that's nice i'm really happy for you and so we check in and do everything we were supposed to be doing and in the meantime we're sort of calculating well, when can we get up and how much can we do in one entire day And when you arrive somewhere you just want to do everything and of course you can't because of course you would collapse by 8 o'clock at night which is exactly what happened to my friend and I'm trying to explain to her I've been doing this for seven years I'm a lifetime member you cannot do seven hours of cardio because you'll fall to pieces oh no I can handle it you know of course she can pull a semi with her bare hands but I didn't think it was a very good idea so I'm trying to calm her down going, Marybelle, you've got to sort of really take it easy. And I mean, you could take the VIP and the Viper and, you know, climb a mountain for four hours, but you've really got to sort of take it easy. Oh, no stopping her. No stopping her. So I'm taking it easy, and I'm doing my favorite classes. And Anyway, so here we are. We've managed to survive. We've arrived, and, of course, it's 5,000 feet altitude and we come from the sea so here we are completely sort of disoriented completely at the lunge and our brain sort of left somewhere i don't know where it went and we can't sort of figure out what we're doing and where we are and i'm walking down to my classes and i'm walking into a branch of a tree and i'm saying this to the tree i'm sorry and i'm thinking hello what am i doing and the whole thing because of the altitude and you're just not completely there so my friend is up at 630 of course she didn't have but five hours of sleep and she's running around you know trying to figure out everything there is about the whole place and I'm trying to stay calm and of course my brain's in another land and her brain's in another land <laughs> and here we are going okay we're just gonna work out all day long and we're gonna be just fine. Well, of course, it doesn't work that way. You can't just work out after you haven't worked out in five days or six months and just go bum, bum ba-da-bum, 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 So she's like playing with machines. And of course, I haven't been to a gym in 10 years. I wouldn't know where to start. She's climbing mountains. I mean, I have no idea where she is. And I'm just trying to sort of move into gently into sort of my, my, listen, my favorite thing is to swim with ducks, OK? And there are no ducks over there, but anyway, my swimming, my Zumba, I mean, I'm really good at sort of like cruising to the left and cruising to the right and kind of, you know, shimmy that way and then shimmy pa and semi and I mean, come on. I mean, you know, this is great. And, of course, since I look like a spider, it's very strange. And some of the, I mean, first of all, white people dance like Q-tips. And I didn't make that up. But, I mean, there's some girls that it can actually move. I mean, I've never seen white girls move like this. I mean, they're like, their butts are going left, their butts are going right. So you're supposed to shimmy, and you're supposed to move, and you're supposed to, I mean, it's amazing. So I'm giving it my old-fashioned try, and I'm thinking, okay, I can shimmy. I can, I can do the passe, and I can do the whole thing, and I can just do it. And, I mean, some of these girls are sort of like moving up and down and left and right and I'm going oh my god I can't be that bad and then these other women are sort of they're shaking and they're shaking and they're moving and I'm thinking this is so cool this is my idea of a great exercise because I mean if you miss a step nobody cares and in the other way my girlfriend is doing sort of oh well let's see I mean she's doing viper whatever that means i mean she's like shaking strings and she's lifting 20 pound balls up and down and then she's doing an entire army of metal exercises and and i'm thinking this can't be this can't be and i'm swimming and i'm loving the whole thing so everything is just great but the problem is is that you forget your name you forget your things there's something about the environment that you can't remember anything. So we all have lost our water bottles about six times. I mean, none of us can remember anything. So Marybelle says to me, well, you know, of course, she's really, you know, top notch. I mean, she's out there, and she's climbing mountains, and she's doing uh, every machine. And, of course, I haven't done a machine in 30 years. I mean, uh, do I look like a robotic to you? And she's like, well, I'm going to do this and this and this. And I'm thinking, your program is giving me a headache. I mean, I like to do certain things, but I certainly can't do what she's doing. And so she talks me into this, uh, it's a cardio, it's a quick cardio, cardio stretch, I don't know what it's called, and it involves machines. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness gracious, I can't believe I'm doing this, but of course, you know, she's pushing me because, you know, she's like a mountain climber. And I'm going, well, okay. So I go into the gym, don't know anything about gym, and I get on the treadmill, and the lady next to me is going about 25 miles an hour, and I'm going, how you doing? And that fun? Sounds like fun. And she's just, I mean, she's just, and I'm going, well, these people are busy. And now what am I supposed to do? And all of a sudden, they whistle, and you're supposed to jump off the goddamn thing. Of course, I didn't even know how to start the thing. And I'm supposed to go to a machine. Well, of course, I've never been on a machine. So I'm reading the directions. (laughs) And I'm like, which way do I sit? Forward, backwards. And then I'm supposed to lift something, but I don't know which direction I'm supposed to do this. And of course, nobody gives a crap. And they're looking and going, but you have one minute to do, you know, 20. And I'm like, what am I doing? I have to pull the plug because I can't lift anything. And I'm going, what the Haiti? So, anyway, you know, three times, you know, I'm making a joke. I mean, the whole thing's a freaking joke to me. And I'm going, well, can't you tell me which way I'm supposed to sit? Am I backwards, forwards? What am I pushing? And none of it I could lift. So it was pretty funny. And then they make you go back on the machine. So the lady that was going 20 miles an hour was now going 25, and her machine broke down. And she said, well, I don't know what's wrong with my machine. And I said, wait, darling, your machine had a heart attack before you did. I mean, I don't know what these people are doing. I mean, they're like, and you can't read any. And I said, this is insane. I mean, who does machines? I mean, you know, whatever happened to the outdoors and picking up a branch from a tree? I mean, why do you have to do this? And so then they dragged me back into the thing. And I don't know. And none of them are helping. I mean, so I'm looking completely perplexed. What am I picking up? What much does it weigh? And where's the... So it's a rowing machine. Well, of course, I didn't realize which way I was supposed to be in the rowing machine. I never saw an oar. I didn't know what I was doing. So then I start pushing the arm, and the thing bangs me in the knee. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. No, I can't believe it now. I'm, like, banged up. And I'm going, well, can't you people teach me how to do any of this? Of course, they looked at me like I was a wackadoodle. And I said, I'm sorry, but this is not my skill set. Who I had no idea what i was doing there and i'm like laughing and making jokes and all these people are sort of doing the plank and and by the time i got off the machine i i i was looking for a ice pack i mean i had no idea what i was doing and then the poor lady goes back to the machine which was broken and had a cardiac arrest and is trying to go 30 miles an hour and i'm thinking oh my god i mean these people are completely crazy so i somehow never really finished the circuit and I just said, you people are crazy. You're going to get an accident. This is, like a, this is like the most dangerous thing I've ever heard. None of them paid any attention to me. And I, I mean, I could have been lying down, taking a nap. Nobody cared. And I said, this is, I mean, gyms are not for me. Machines are not for me. I mean, my favorite exercise, literally, is swimming with ducks. Of course, I've never swam with ducks. But I mean, swimming and dancing and kind of like cruising to my own mood was just about where I was supposed to be. But I mean, so if my friend wants to climb mountains and wants to sort of use machines, I don't understand anything about them. And I'm my legs are too long to do anything in the machines. So anyway, as we go along, we supposedly have put on eight pounds each, which just doesn't make any sense. And I'm sneezing. My eyes are red. And of course, whenever you go somewhere that is not your native place, you go to the natives. And I'm like walking around going, what's wrong with me? to people who actually live there and they're like your eyes are all red i'm like yeah and you're sneezing yeah, and i can't breathe yeah then you're coughing all the time and you're sneezing yeah you're allergic and i said i'm allergic to what and it's called palo verde which are these beautiful green trees with beautiful yellow flowers and all you do is you sneeze and you just turn into sort of like a sneeze attack and they were like there's nothing wrong with you. You're just you're allergic. And I'm thinking, "What?" But of course the natives know. So I had to have like facials and like the the the, the detox wraps and I was a mess. I was a mess cuz I kept walking everywhere ju 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 ju. I'm thinking, "Well, this can't be any fun." And I refused to go anywhere near that gym, which I never have been in 7 years and I never will be. I don't know why people like it. I mean, you go to somewhere in the most beautiful place in the world and you're like sitting on a machine. Why don't you just go outside and like run around? I mean, that's what I thought. It was just really totally cray cray. But it was fine. I was very happy. I was doing my shakes and my and my vitamin intakes and my wonderful things and we ate cra- like crazy. But we kept putting on weight. We thought, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, last year, I lost nine pounds. I don't understand. I don't understand. So it was all basically water weight, and it was all retention weight, and sort of very, very strange things. And we finally sort of worked out that we were going to be just fine, but it just didn't make much sense to any of us. So we're plowing along, and we're doing our exercise, and we're doing just great, and, of course, we're complete, we've are we lost our name. We don't know anything. So Mary Bell loses her telephone. Then she loses her T-shirt. Then she loses her sweatshirt. Then we lose six bottles of water between the two of us. We have no idea what we've done. We can't remember. Because the amount of exercise you do gives your brain absolutely no positive information. So you can't remember what you're doing. And all you're doing is going. What's my name? Where am I going? What class am I doing? And Mary Bell got so into this that she had three different programs because they give you a program and then you fill in the day. So she'd filled in three day, three weeks. I mean, three different programs. So she'd look at one program and say she was doing one class, but the fact is she had another entire program. And she was like, maybe I'm really confused. And she was like, well, maybe I'm doing that class. I said, Mary, but you're really getting confused. You've got to chill down. I mean, you. And so she had like three programs for the entire week. And I kept saying, get rid of the programs, get one program. And all these things, total mania. And I would walk down to the classes and you'd get so absorbed that I would walk into a tree and I'd say, I'm sorry to the tree. And I'd be like, gee, bumped into a branch, gee, so sorry. But you're so intense on what you're doing that you really don't realize that you've actually lost your marbles. I mean, you're really not in the same world. And every day, I would walk down to the gym, and there was a statue, a a, a bust of an Indian. And he was so intense that I would say good morning to him every morning. (laughs) And I mean, I swear to God, I mean, I'm not crazy, but obviously I am. And I'd say, good morning to the statue. And I thought, Dion, you are completely lost your marbles. The statue's not even li- listening to you. Not even, it's a not real person. But it was just the weirdest instinct. And in the meantime, I would sort of lose all my uh, my uh, water. And then we couldn't remember what we were doing. And, and I thought, really, this is the most bizarre <laughs> exercise place I've ever been to. I mean, we've sort of lost our marbles. I don't know. She can't remember when she's put her things. We we've lost things. We're calling security. We don't remember what we we're doing. And I had to have um, the inhaler in the rooms because it was so dry. And we had gotten the uh, camphor oil, uh, which is Vicks vapor rub, camphor oil that we would put in the vaporizers because it was so dry that we were sort of like wake up going. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, we need water. We need water. We probably drank about 18 bottles of water a day, which was quite enormous. And we thought, well, gee, we'd just be slimming down every five seconds. Well, for some reason, we didn't. So we were doing all that, and I was doing all the swimming and all the dancing and trying to be sort of a Cuban, which unfortunately I'm not. But I was actually sort of moving and shaking and doing sort of the grapevine and there was always always the same girls in the class and we were giggling like crazy so much fun so much fun and it was sort of loose and relaxed when well, my girlfriend was you know climbing four and a half hours at 6 30 in the morning mountains and almost you know falling down off her face but that was her deal but it was great it was great so anyway throughout the trip everything that seemed to have gone wrong went wrong don't ask me why. So she lost the phone, but she found it. Then she lost her uh, cell phone, that, that she did. Then she lost her uh, sweatshirt. And we, we were all going, w- 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 why can't we remember our name? And I said, Maribel, if you take three booklets and you can't remember which class you <laughs> signed up for, obviously you're going to lose it. But I can't sit down still at, meditation nor can i do any of that stuff it's not possible but doesn't matter because i enjoy swimming and i enjoy doing my sort of own little thing but so she we really had to sort of sort of sort of hone her down so anyway um i would watch occasionally movies at night and one night she got really nervous and she said well i can't sleep but can you give me a klonopin which i always take and so I gave it to her, but unfortunately, she was looking for a water bottle, and the camphor thing for the vaporizer was sitting on the table, and she drank from it. And I started laughing so hard. I thought, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. And I couldn't believe it, and she drank the thing, and it was for the vaporizer. It wasn't for water. And she goes, oh, my God, it tasted terrible. I said, "Marybeth, what did you just do? And she's swallowed the camphor oil. Of course, she picks up the bottle and it says, you know, dangerous, called poison control, and she's having a heart. And I'm going, you gotta be kidding me. And I could not stop laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever done. And because I'd forgotten to tell her that it was a sublingual tablet. And in the meantime, she's like swallowing water, and she's calling the front desk, and then she pulls out the phone book, and she's calling poison control. And I'm going, Mary Bell, you didn't take enough to worry. So, oh, my goodness. It was absolutely the most hysterical thing. And I'm sorry that I was laughing because, I mean, I should have been very serious. So she decides to go throw up in the bathroom for about 25 minutes. And I'm going, Marybell, you're going to be fine. It was just a drop of water. Stop it. Stop it. And I'm thinking, you can't get daffier than this, right? I mean, you just, you can't. You can't. And uh, I mean, first of all, the water bottles didn't look anything like it. But it was our mistake, but my mistake. So anyway, that w- we sort of got, she kept saying, I'm never going to wake up. I'm never going to wake up. I said, you're going to be fine. You're going to be right. So the next day, for sure enough, 6.30, she goes climbing some mountain for four and a half hours, so I knew she was fine. And we did, there was a laundry place next to the pool where we used to swim all the time. And unfortunately, the machines were busy, and so she decided the day before we left that she would take the laundry down to um, another machine area. But she wasn't accustomed to the machines because they were different brands, so she put the soap <laughs> And the clothes in the dryer while we were having dinner. And she runs the machine thinking that she's washing the clothes. Of course, none of us were aware of any of this. So we're having dinner and doing whatever we're doing. And she goes back and she went, oh, my goodness. I, I dried the clothes with the soap. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me, right? So anyway, she throws the whole thing into a actually regular washing machine. God only knows what happened to her clothes. One of the teachers there was absolutely the most amazing thing. His name was Robert. And he had a t-shirt that said A on it. So uh, we were in the middle of a class. And some idiot goes, what does the A stand for? Is it Alabama? Well, the guy looks at her and says, no, it's for Arizona. We are in Arizona. (laughs) And I thought if that one had lost her brain, of course, all of us had lost our own brain. She couldn't even figure out that the A was for Arizona. I'm thinking, okay, we're nuts. She's nuts. And in the meantime, we decided to do bingo one night. And, of course, I've never won anything in either of any of us. And so one of the bingo things, I've never heard of this one. You stand up and... If you don't have any numbers called on your bingo guard, you win. So, of course, my cousin was there by accident, which was just wonderful. I've never heard of this. one. Usually it's a square, it's a photograph, it's a triangle, it's a rectangle, whatever. So she's standing, and, of course, she can't see the people in the back of her. So little by little, everybody sits down and they're calling the numbers of the bingo card. And she's still standing. And all of a sudden she starts turning around and there's nobody left but her. And we're going, yay, yay, yay. And she won $150 worth of beauty services, which I thought was adorable, since we've never won anything. And so we thought that was pretty fun. So it it was very sort of cathartic to be with friends and to enjoy uh, whatever the level that we could do. I mean, obviously, I was not a level four. My cousin wasn't a level uh, four either. and But we still managed to giggle and to have fun, and everybody was having a great time. And, of course, Bell couldn't walk for about two or three days, which served her right, considering I kept telling her she couldn't do anything. But we were just so ecstatic to be able to enjoy all of the things. But... It, Things that went wrong went completely wrong. And then one afternoon, I completely shot my knee at the hell in hand basket. So I decided I was going to go into town and go shopping because there was nothing else to do, right? So I took a taxi, and I decided to do Easter Sunday. So, of course, I bought nothing but nonsense chocolates and candies and bunny rabbits. And it was really naughty of me. And, of course, they were all going... They were all working out, doing things. And, of course, since my knee had completely shot, I couldn't do anything. And so here I am with Snickers and chocolate, and it was really naughty, and, of course, they made me throw half of it out, which they probably should have. But it was so much fun, and then I was getting all the rag magazines and all the nonsense. Uh, but I only lost a half an afternoon. But other than that, for 10 days, we were working our little butts off, And I thought it was exciting. So we first had a terrible way to get there, right? 12 hours, which isn't really supposed to happen. So we just thought, okay, well, bummer, we have to leave. And we get to the airport in Tucson. And we get on the plane, and guess what? It ain't going anywhere. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me, right? You've got to be get, not. We did this on the way out. You can't possibly tell me that we're going to do this on the way back again. And I'm looking at Mary Bell, and I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. This can't be. This can't be. I mean, what are the chances? And they say, terribly sorry, but there are tornado warnings in the southwest. We can't land in Dallas, and we're not going anywhere. The airport's closed. And we went, no, 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 no. So there we were now we're first time we were stuck in palm beach with electrical storms now we're stuck in arizona and we can't go anywhere and the plane can't leave the gate or anything else so one hour two hours three hours and they let you go out and sort of stretch your legs and god only knows what you plan on doing there's nothing you can do you're just stuck and then they decide, well, we're going to go out in the tarmac. Well, that's just great because you can't do anything on the tarmac anyway. And now we're there for another hour, and we're looking at each other going, this cannot be, this cannot be. So it took us 14 hours to get home. I mean, we could have gone to Shanghai. I swear to God, 14 hours, and finally... And and this gentleman was sitting next to my friend, and he showed her the radar where the entire storm base was going. And, of course, tornadoes are not something to be laughing about. So, obviously, we were not about to go into the midst of all of this. But it just was so daunting because we couldn't go anywhere. So we landed in Dallas, and, of course, we had missed the last plane to Palm Beach. And so somehow we get on running like wackadoodles, to fort lauderdale and we weren't even on that plane and we're running and running and i'm screaming wait 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 we're coming we're coming of course we weren't even on that plane we arrive at 1 in the morning from fort lauderdale from uh, dallas to fort lauderdale we have absolutely no way to get home we figure out how to get home we got home at three o'clock in the afternoon un believable No, the 3 o'clock in the morning, what am I talking about? The luggage showed up at 3.30 in the afternoon the next day. And I was leaving for Dallas the next day, then Houston the next day, so it was very daunting. Um, So I can tell you what the Haiti high hall. So we made it out of Arizona, and it was an absolute nightmare to get there. Oh, so i did an airport story and i asked my audience to comment and i found somebody who actually gave me a fabulous story he actually was a really cool guy now i have to tell you he's from jupiter his name is george and he was a professional drinker which means he was a raving alcoholic he's seven years sober so he was able to tell the story without freaking out and he eight years ago this is true this is absolutely true he was found, found himself being wheeled by his wife in an airport and he couldn't remember anything. He didn't know how he got there. And he's like waking up going, <laughs> and he was on his way, I think, to Charlotte. I'm, I'm sure she was probably sending him to a rehab. And he woke up in the middle of all this, having no idea what to do. And he was completely out of sorts. And she arrives at the gate with him. And the stewardesses say, I'm terribly sorry, madam, but you're, uh, you're, this gentleman cannot go on the plane because he's drunk. And she looked at them and said, I'm terribly sorry. He's not drunk. He's retorted. And he got on the plane. And this is a true story. And this is how I like my feedback. And I like people to tell me what the Haiti has been happening to them because this was one of the funniest stories I ever heard. So there you go. I got I one up. So please do continue to communicate with me because you're going to get on the air. And George, you're terrific because you're sober now, and God bless you. And for all the people that have stories, do not hesitate to let me know what it is that you want to share with me because some of them are absolutely fantastic, and they're good stories, and we're going to share. That's what it's all about. Thank you. So I am going to close with a very funny joke about Arizona, actually. There are two old fellows that are friends, and they've decided that whoever dies first and goes to heaven should tell the other fellow what's it like to be in heaven. And they both agree. It happens to be that Phil dies before Bob. So Bob is waiting impatiently for Phil to tell him, What's it like to be in heaven? Finally, about a month goes by, and his buddy comes back, and he says, Hey, heaven is great. I've come back, and he says, What do you do? And he says, Well, I get up in the morning, I have intercourse. I have breakfast, and then it's off to the golf course. I have intercourse. I bathe in the warm sun. I have intercourse a couple more times, and I have lunch. Another romp around the golf course and pretty much I have intercourse the rest of the afternoon. After dinner, it's back on the golf course again. And he's just so busy. He says, I need a lot of sleep because I have so much intercourse. And his friend said, I can't. Heaven sounds amazing. And he says, what heaven? I'm a rabbit somewhere in Arizona. So here it goes for Arizona. Seems that people are really happy there. And so here's another one, which I think is very funny. Since men and women don't seem to figure anything out, in my opinion anyway, but of course I could be wrong. Um, This is about God and Adam. And God asked Adam, he wanted him to do something. And Adam, of course, replied, Of course, Lord, whatever you want me to do. And he says to Adam, Go down into the valley. And Adam says, what's a valley? And of course, God explain it to him because he's not the brightest bulb on the planet. He says, cross the river. And Adam says, what's the river? God explained it to him and then continued, go over the hill. And of course, what's the hill? God explained it to him and he says, you'll find a cave. And so Adam says, what's a cave? After God explained, he said, in the cave, you found a woman. And he, Adam says, what's a woman? So God explained that to him too. He continued, I want you to reproduce. How do I do that? Of course, geez, God muttered under his breath. He then sighed and explained the birds and the bees to Adam. He liked that concept very much, so he went down into the valley, crossed the the river over the hill, and into the cave where he found a woman. A little later, Adam returned and said, Lord, what's a headache? (laughs) Well, let me tell you, women are smarter than men. But whatever, I just thought, if you're going to exercise, do it carefully and do it at home and stay away from machinery because it doesn't work for most people. God bless. As I said, lead us not into temptation. We can find it ourselves. Have a wonderful day.